Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we want to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Today we're going to be talking about episode 3 of the Star Wars hyphen the Clone Wars hyphen the Bad Batch uh, episode. What was the name of this week's episode? What's up, Max? It is called Replacements. An Replacements. Apt name for the episode, I must say. Before we get into the meat of the topic, however, uh, how has uh, has there been in has there been any interesting Star Wars news this week? Well, not much. Um, as you probably can guess, I don't know if you're familiar with what today is. Do you know what's important about today? No, I don't know what is, it important is somebody's. About today. It is somebody's birthday today. Oh, it is Mr. George, Mr. Lucas's birthday is today. Oh, cool. Yes, the man is seventy-seven years old. Wow. Ironic, as A New Hope was released in nineteen seventy-seven, or should I say, Star Wars? I wouldn't call the subtitle. Uh, episode four, A New Hope, released until 1981, I believe. I think you're right. I think yes. the original version of episode four was called episode four, and it was the cleaned up version. So I saw, uh, I saw Gre- uh, Greedo shoot first, and I, I mm-hmm. didn't get to see the Vaseline on the lens. I got to see like mm-hmm. a real CG, uh, Bo- not Boba Fett, uh, Jabba the Hutt. Instead okay, of the cool, dude yeah. best. <laughs> Actually, did you know um, when the radio drama came out in 1981, um, of course, it came out before episode six, so we didn't have a job with the hut. Um, but they introduced a guy named Peter, who was one of Jabba's henchmen. So the scene where Solo was talking to Jabba in the uh, enhanced edition, um, the scene was replaced, not replaced, but it was um, the exact same scene, except it was with this human guy named Heater and a bunch of thugs. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so today was today is uh, Mr. Lucas's birthday. Um, as with other news, they released, I don't know how many versions of this lightsaber we got, but we finally got in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities the official Ray <coughs> lightsaber. The Graflex. The one, uh, no. No, no. The actual one you see at the end of the Rise of Skywalker with the uh, Ooh. With the red. Yeah, apparently it looks, it looks really, really cool. Um, of course, it's made with bits and pieces of her outfit and her staff. Um, so, I wish I could get my hands on it to really give you more details. But, of course, it'll, it'll make the blade a bright yellow. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I don't remember if I did or not. But they did release a set of sabers that were Luke and Leia's sabers. Did I mention this? No. Okay, so last week for May the 4th, they released a limited edition 
set of 3,000 pieces of this. It's the reforged Skywalker lightsaber. Okay. And Princess Leia Organa Solo Skywalker, whatever her title officially is, General, uh, her saber. And they come together in one box. It is about 375 bucks. Good God. <laughs> you sound like Grievous there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's $375, not including uh, blades. Of course, you can get those for 50 bucks or $40, I believe, depending on the size. And I believe there is a pass or a discount on the blades. Um, I did watch a review on this. And, of course, both sabers are the same color, blue. Uh, Leia's has a very distinct uh, sound to her saber. It's kind of a, like a raggedy kind of. Ooh. Sound, like a high pitched sound, which they don't even pick this up in the movie. This is a totally des- uh, new sound design, especially for, I believe it's especially designed for the um, Saber. But then again, I could be wrong. I don't watch The Rise of Skywalker too often, if I can help it. Um, the cool feature about the box, though, is when you open it, it plays the Force theme. So when you pop it open, it'll do that do 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 do. Oh, that's so um, cool. This is really awesome. Uh, my final bit of news is for the hyperspace lounge that will be a part of the Disney Wish, which uh, is one of their new ships. Bookings on that begin on the 27th and their first voyage is next year. But the... Um, the Hyperspace Lounge, you are able to view over 40 ships through the windows. Ships and planets. And I believe there's a link of that on our Facebook page. And some of those ships include Naboo and One Starfighters, the Razor Crest, the Star Speeder 3000, and the Star Speeder 1000. That's awesome. So, um, you're, if you're looking to book a trip on the Disney Wish, be sure to check out the Hyperspace Lounge and tell us how it is. So other than that, Max, is there any other news you got for me this week? Uh, after uh, like after May the 4th, there was a lot of uh, new development in lightsaber sound fonts, custom sound fonts. Uh, specific. I follow specifically a guy uh, whose handle is Kyberphonic. Uh, I really like his work. Mm-hmm. Um, he started off with really jokey ones, like a Super Smash Brothers sword font and uh, and uh, the sword from Halo sound font. And mm-hmm. now he's gotten deep into the nitty gritty and made some really really specific ones that I'm I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, I think he released like seven or eight brand new fonts on may the 4th good god um yeah the boy's been busy uh now due to the silicon- all, go ahead are all oh i was just gonna ask are all those star wars sound fonts or they have different fonts because i've no i've actually i've been uh when i was researching fonts i came across one that was uh an eye of Sauron uh font 
Oh, uh, all the ones that he uh, that he unleashed on us mm-hmm. on on May the fourth were all Star Wars related. Okay, he has I done figured. he has done some other ones. He did a great yeah. 1960s Wonder Woman one. Uh-huh. Oh, it was so good. Uh, I I'm getting sidetracked. He's yeah. He's a really good sound designer, and his newest wow. lightsaber sounds are really good. I want to hear those, um, but maybe we should put a link in the Facebook page. For our listeners, absolutely. Uh, he um, does a lot of demos yeah. on Instagram too. If y'all are into that, okay, um, we will do that. And there is still a big worldwide silicon shortage, and so getting the lightsaber that has the guts inside that will handle all of these new sounds is uh, hard to get. Hard to get, and much <laughs> more expensive than it was a year ago. But um, they from my from uh from my personal sources i believe that things are going to start turning around probably september uh probably closer to the end of september is when we're going to start seeing graphics cards and cars and Mm -hmm. dishwashers and everything that uses silicon coming back uh in uh in perfect maybe i could maybe i could finally get a um a new soundboard and speaker for my saber um the thing is just getting a bit ridiculous to handle right now all this technology keeps breaking down on me (laughs) but well other than that um yeah things have been quiet over at my end um i'm going to disney tomorrow with my brother so all right we'll be hanging out at magic kingdom so yep that's the gist of it (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll be doing gymnastics oh. with my daughter yeah <laughs> i almost uh, forgot one more thing on july i believe it's july 13th the uh book secrets of the force will be coming out on audible and is it is a 16 hour single volume history of all of the star wars films spanning 40 uh, 40 plus years and it is going to have exclusive interviews with different filmmakers and actors and all sorts of people so if any of you guys are interested in that kind of stuff I would go check out Secrets of the Force on Audible this July awesome so today's episode uh, that dropped literally today. Uh, what was your first impression of the episode? Like, just from beginning to end, if you zoomed out just a little bit, what was your impression? Well, I I actually did like this one a lot more than the last one. Same. It It had some meat to it. Yes, it was a bit of a side mission type of thing. But I, I think it had a lot of setup. I feel like a lot of these early episodes are going to be set up. Um, they did drop a trailer that showcased episode three and four yesterday. Um, but unfortunately, it was not on Disney Plus, so it didn't have an audio description feature. The only trailer that has audio description is the main trailer that's found on 
the platform streaming service. But no, I really liked it. Um, 27 minutes. Not a bad runtime. It is the shortest out of all three episodes so far. But I think the majority of these episodes are probably going to be 20, like 20, 30 minutes. Um, unless I'm much mistaken. But no, um, I liked it. And like I said earlier, the name of the episode, Replacements, that tells you something. So, well, how about you? I I really like this one. Um, I because I haven't watched Clone Wars, um, and I'm and I have not watched Rebels at all, um, other than like a handful of very important scenes. Um, I so they name dropped a couple of people and they introduced characters that seemed like the way that they were framed. It seemed like I was supposed to know who this was, which is fine. It leaves me as the unaware uh, viewer in suspense. Like, ooh, this seems like he's either he either was important or he's important now. Uh, and I like the idea of uh, I really like the way that it was like narratively structured um, I have a few questions about Omega and what she can actually <laughs> do because with <laughs> her I'm I was left with more questions than answers but I think that's where they I think that's where the writers want me to be mm-hmm. okay here's a question did you notice anything different about the beginning of the episode yes um I was stream. Uh, I was streaming it onto my TV um, mm-hmm. from my phone, and it said to it asked for it asked to skip an intro, and I didn't. And then it acted like it did. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, actually, that wasn't what I was referring to. I was referring to the fact that we didn't get um, an opening narration. That's what I meant. Like, it felt like we didn't get an open narration. We didn't get a title scroll. We didn't get. We didn't get. Well, any, no, we got. We did? I think we got. A, I think I got a title. I'm just saying we didn't get like an opening narration from the voice. And I don't think we got that last week either. Next week on the Bad Batch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe they're doing away with that. Um, now that the Republic's over, they don't have a Republic announcer. <laughs> I don't know, but apparently, so the character that does that, there's an actual character, I believe, for the guy. I believe it was Admiral Euleran. I might be wrong, but um, the voice of Admiral Euleran, who I don't remember if he was a clone. I don't think he was a clone, um, but he showed up a couple times in the Clone Wars, and the voice actor sounded a lot like the voice of the narrator at the beginning. So, but let's get straight into it. So take it away for us. Uh, so they, uh, so they're, the Bad Batch's ship is, has been damaged. And even though Tech says it's fine, something blows up and they have to crash land on a moon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was an ord. They, I'm getting ahead. Um, while they're crashing, we get uh, 
uh, like intermittently crashing, we're getting uh, views of what is his name? I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible host. Uh, uh, not Dead Eye. I'm trying to think of all the names. Uh, Wrecker. Not Wrecker. Uh, Crosshair. Where we get glimpses Crosshair. Of, of Crosshair, uh, getting additional. What we could, what I assumed was additional chip treatment. Programming. Yeah. Okay. Because he was, I on, didn't catch... he was, he was on the same table. Okay. Okay. I didn't catch that while they were crashing. Um, because my audio narration was explaining the crash. But I don't know. Was it cut back? You said it was cut back and forth between the two. Uh, no. It might. I might or be misremembering. I think it was afterwards. Okay, I think it was after. Um, but before we uh, get into the crash, let me back you up a bit. Um, explain a bit of um, some of what uh, we've been having with the uh, the Bad Batch here, with um, their dynamic aboard their ship. Uh, their rations are low, <laughs> and while Becker's hungry. And and Wrecker's hungry. That's a that's a, a whole episode right there. Uh, and on top of that, we learned through Hunter, uh, literally saying the line out loud, uh, Omega doesn't have a place to sleep. Yeah, that's interesting. You would think they would they would have given her a space by now, but I mean, hey, they're all men with no experience with raising kids. We also don't know how long this has been. Like, True. this might, it might be like six hours ago. It might be eight hours ago. We know that whatever, like, they had just come out of being shot at. Right. And we assume some time had passed, but like, it could be mm -hmm. a week. And at that point, that's on them as adults. They <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, other than that, there's definitely some damage. Uh, that's going on to the ship. Um, do we know what planet or moon this is? Um, I believe uh, because of the... Uh, they didn't say it out loud, uh, but according to the animal that attacked them, it was, it was an Ordo moon dragon, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and so it must be on one of possibly many moons of Ordo. Hmm. Okay, I, I don't, don't even know, know if we've ever is. seen this planet like in any of the other shows, but I might be wrong. So, all right. So they crash. And they have, I believe they have the part they that, they, that they, uh, they, are, they have a spare. Yes, they have one last, uh, one last one. And as um as Omega Omega was searching for it, she finds uh Crosshair's weapons crate. I believe. This kind of generates a bit of a interesting uh, point here with the other members of the uh Bad Batch in regards to their friend Crosshair. Do you think um they have some regrets here? I'm sure that they do. I think that I think, uh, Hunter I think that definitely. Oh yeah, I think that they're they're sitting in a cocktail of emotions. Honestly, like mm -hmm. they've been betrayed, but they don't know like if it was 
because he would because he actually chose the wrong side or if it's just because of a chip in his brain and if they remove it and like their friend it isn't betraying them he's actually being taken hostage like it's a it's a whole mess and so mm-hmm. hunter does a good job of saying uh we can't unpack that right now our ship mm-hmm. is down and we're running out of food <laughs> so right <laughs> yeah get like- we got to beat Wrecker. <laughs> also, Wrecker hit his head, and they mentioned it a few times, and it was the back of his head. So I'm wondering if that might come up later. Um, mm. It could possibly not be, or it could be messing with his head. You mean, like, you think it hit the, the chip where the chip is? Uh, I'm... I think that it it's possible. It's definitely mm-hmm. they definitely made like a visual notice of it multiple times, like mm. three or four times. So I hope. Well, I hope we don't get into uh, any difficulties with uh, Wrecker, uh, since we already have Crosshair to deal with. I um, think that's another reason why Tech was building at the at the top. He, uh, Tech was building a device that would do something to the chips either like uh either completely disable them or uh verify that they were wrecked i'm he was using jargon and so i don't actually know what he intended to do with it Hmm. he just said big big science words possibly if he's working to disable them do you think they could use this for other clone commanders across the uh, galaxy in theory i assume that that would be tech's next step uh because I think their overarching goal is at least uh, Hunter's overarching goal is to mm-hmm. get Crosshair back. I mean, that sounds like a big overarching plot. Yeah. For this uh, first season, at least. And we're not sure if that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. But Crosshair is definitely on the bad side, and we find that later on. Um, he's right. not even on the side of the bad guys. He is, he's just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, tech and, oh, what is his name? I don't actually Echo? know his name. Echo. Echo. Um, Echo. Echo. Eco and Omega. It's it's so bad. I apologize to anyone that's listening to this outside of Florida. I promise it's super bad. Um, they, uh, Tech and Echo go outside and switch the battery. And Echo hears something, but he can't find it. And he eventually finds tracks of some kind and beckons Tech to come and take a look. And when that happens, we hear a monster that we can't see until it glows green mm-hmm. come over and steal the ore uh steal the essentially battery out of the back of the uh ship and run away with it mm-hmm. and i think hmm. that's when we cut away cut back to crosshair and the new uh imperial uh, officer that's come on the scene do we Rampar, know him i believe his name i've never met him i don't believe i may be wrong um he might have popped up in rebels but i don't remember him off the top of my head but it seems as though um tarkin and rampar want to begin 
conscripts rather than use clones. Yeah, it is way cheaper. That does make enough, does make a lot of sense. But they're using Crosshair as a commander. Right. Um, but apparently this uh, elite squad, as they call it, um, they don't seem to like Crosshair or clones in general. Did, uh, did the audio cue pick up that they were all dressed in black? No, it didn't. They oh. are they are dressed like Death Squad clones. Oh, oh boy, hmm. that explains it. Um, I don't remember. Uh, what is the name of the project that this is? Oh, I <laughs> don't remember. Hang on, you keep talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> okay, so. The visual cues there are that uh, Crosshair looks, Crosshair does, his scowl doesn't change throughout this entire episode. This boy does not get happy. He is brought before the quote-unquote elite squad and uh, that are dressed all in black, super scary, uh, definitely foreshadowing what would eventually become like death squads and elite squads later on in the empire. And they, uh, they get on a ship and Tarkin sends them to go and clean up, uh, what the bad batch could not. And, uh, they Sorry. go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. It's a uh, war mantle. War Mantle. Project War Mantle. And I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but AZ is back here. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, apparently, uh, his his fight, CT0904, whatever his uh, clone number, which they refer to a lot in this episode. Um, apparently, his vital signs are, I guess, so they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, they, uh, the new elite squad of, uh, of conscripts and crosshair get on a ship and head on their way to go clean up the bat, what Tarkin believes is bad batches leftover mess. So, Saul Guerrero's, uh, little fighting force on Andron. Okay. Yep. All right. And then it cuts back to... Uh, it cuts back to the Bad Batch trying to figure out what happened to our ship. And they hear creeping and crawling outside of the ship. And then uh, when all the lights go out, you you see uh, climbing over the cockpit window is the Ordo Moon uh, Dragon. A creature, as Omega calls it. Some sort of creature. It's about the long... <laughs> Uh, it's glowing green, um, and Tech immediately recognized it and says that they eat energy. You know, super, uh, super useful when you have a <laughs> when you have a ship full of batteries. Yeah. So reminds uh, me of the energy spiders um, that were mentioned a couple times in some of the Legends uh, novels. Ooh. 
Apparently, they were native to Kessel. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Creepy crawlies. <laughs> so, uh, Hunter is about to go out and find the dragon uh, himself because Breaker is still not doing <laughs> well. And you mean Wrecker? Sorry, Wrecker. Wrecker. Uh, <laughs> Record's still not doing well, and Tech and Echo Echo are doing their best to try to do what they can without the battery. Mm-hmm. And Omega volunteers to join him, to join Hunter. And of course, Hunter, being the father figure, goes, no, no, you'll get hurt, don't do it. And she goes, no, I'm a part of this crew, too. And everyone looked at each other, and then they all looked to Hunter. And Hunter says, all right, strap in and lay low and, and stay close. Yeah. And the, um, they also have these breathing masks on, too, which will become important, too. I, I guess um, I guess the atmosphere of the moon is low. I would assume. Okay. Uh, they, uh, while they're tracking, they eventually find it and... Hunter tries to tango with the beast. Uh and that doesn't work out too well. And gets knocked and gets knocked to the ground and his mask comes off. Uh the dragon, who was literally just trying to get the battery back, now has the battery and runs off. He's not trying to eat Hunter or anything. No. Um, Omega's able to come over and get and put the mask back on Hunter, but Hunter does not regain consciousness. Uh, so she takes his flashlight and his gun, his pistol, and <laughs> looks down the big hole that the moon dragon had climbed down, and she goes, oh, guess it's up to me, and, like, jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids. They stress yeah. me out. Teenagers. Is she a teenager? I'm sure that she is. If she's not... If she's not a teenager, then she's definitely a preteen. Like she's I, not a. I think she's close to it. Eleven, she, twelve, maybe. Yeah, I think that she's certainly not like a baby, baby, and Mm-mm. she's certainly not like I want to try driving the ship. She's not as no. old as Ahsoka was when we first met Ahsoka. No, but she's got some Ahsoka vibes to her. I'm digging it. Yeah. So. Um. So they. Uh, so. This is, I believe, when we cut back to Crosshair and his crew, the Crosshair crew, and they are making very short work of what little uh, resistance there is with exactly. Saw Gerrera. Uh, Saw is nowhere to be found. No. And they're trying to escape, and the and Crosshair actually is able to shoot the pilot as the ship is getting off the ground and so it touches back down and turns off and uh surprisingly the crosshair uh begins to interrogate the the people left that threw down arms and when they said oh well we don't have anything i don't know where uh sagarera is and if we if we did we wouldn't tell you Crosshair immediately shoots the first person to say that and turns to the rest mm-hmm. and goes, 
Does anyone else have anything <laughs> anything else to say? Finish the job. And he walks away, thinking that his crew is going to shoot the rest of the unarmed civilians behind him. And one guy, who is the sensible, the most sensible of the crew, uh, SC-01. says... Yes. SC-01, that's it. This is, this is bunk. This is stupid. We're literally killing, like, we should bring them back civilians, into the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and he turns around, he turns his back on Crosshair and starts spe starts speaking to the group as if he is now the leader. And Crosshair cocks his head to the side and leans over and says, do you want to know why they made me leader? Pulls out a pistol and shoots him. Because I get thing, I get the, the mission done. Good soldiers follow Follow orders. Now finish the job. Man, D. Bradley Baker is so good. Goodness. Um, this was actually a very dark uh scene it, to me. Oof. It, um, it really was. It I don't mm. think they even showed did they even show No, not even not even blaster fire, not any of it. They it was well, not off screen. Like the the music swelled and it faded to black. I thought I heard blaster fire, but I didn't see any blaster fire. This goes to show how um, even in animation, uh, things could get very dark very quickly. Oh yeah, it's it was the number one reason why I why I uh, like latched on to anime so much was that anime was the first cartoon where I saw somebody die and they stayed dead. They didn't like Looney Tunes boiling back up. They're like, no, they got mm -hmm. shot and they're dead. That's it. <laughs> sorry oh, about boy. your mom, kid. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> of course, it was 90s, 80s, 90s animations. Sorry about your dad, kid. I'm out of here. Get on my laser bicycle. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you sound like a gangster. <laughs> so, okay. uh, they cut back to uh, the the last part of that uh, of Crosshair's plot of this episode uh, didn't really involve Crosshair. It was really uh, the um, the two the two Kaminoans talking about how uh, crap that went a little too well. Uh, <laughs> uh, if and the prime minister turns to the scientist and says, if what you're working on is not good enough yet, we may be out of a job real quick. Uh, and I figured out the name for the thing that he's talking about. And it's called Strandcast. Hmm. A Strandcast, and I'm reading it right off a sheet here, is an artificial life form constructed through various scientific methods such as bioengineering, cloning, and genetic experimentation. The genetic structure of a strand cast could be significantly altered through genetic engineering, resulting in a non-identical clone of the original source. Mm. Now, from what we know that is canon, Snoke is a strand cast of Palpatine, mm -hmm. and the the old empire is hunting Grogu with the intent of using his force-sensitive blood 
to make a strand cast of Palpatine again. Hmm. Um, I don't know how much of that is was proven through the comics or proven through other books that are st- that are now Disney canon. Uh, but strand cast is the word we're looking for, and whether we want whether we want to talk about it yet or not, because I don't know what it means. Omega is a strand cast. I could see that because you know I really could, I like, really could see that just because but, he, she is visually very different than the rest of the clones. Her face structure is very different. Her hair is different. And the only thing that's really the same is her accent. But what is she a strand cast of? Of who? Uh, I assume that it was of Django. I was just about to bring that up. They said something about Django's DNA was degrading. De- was deteriorating. because Deteriorated, that's it. Because he's he been dead for a while. Right, and I doubt... Um, Boba is around to give them any of his DNA. And he it, he was a clone himself and not an original. That's which, true. Which is why they were, and apparently that uses up the clone because they need all of the original they can get, which is why the scientists originally protested uh, and was like, look, we don't have many clones left uh, and we would have to like use them until they're un- like like essentially kill them is what she was alluding to if unless mm-hmm. I'm reading the room wrong and he's well, like they must, they must have had a lot of his uh, DNA Django's DNA for three years of the war that's what I'm thinking oh yeah because he died in episode two which is which took place in 22 BBY and this is 19 BBY now ooh Wow. Yeah, they're running out of blood. <laughs> but apparently they don't need much to make a single clone. So right. uh, I like the fact that uh, the prime minister is talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's like, uh, you need us. We, we definitely are a part of the new empire. Ra, 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 go empire. Listen to our contract. <laughs> and he l- l- leans over to the scientist and goes, no, we got to make more. <laughs> What do you mean you can't make more? We gotta make more. <laughs> so so he, they said they they said that they only needed one. Are they referring to Omega, or do they need any of the Bad Batch clones? They were looking out on the veranda and showing um, the original, the like just some a bunch of regs. They were looking down at the mess hall. Okay. Um, what I. What I think that they're alluding to is that they need to make another bad batcher. They need. Well, they've to... already got crosshair available. And actually, by definition, they're not. All of them are not. All of Bad Batch are a non-identical clone of the original source. They're all mm. strand casts because they're That's... not complete identical. <gasps> They've been tampering with Strandcast this whole time. <laughs> what? They've been messing with this genetic code this whole time. So they've been messing with this code, genetic code, apart from everything else. So there's no other person pulling their strings on this. Nope. They were just scientific. As far as we, until we get to hear more, 
the intent. I don't even think that the Empire ordered the Bad Batch. They just happened to be an experiment that happened and turned out positively. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, that's, that's actually very interesting. Um, before we uh, go back to the moon, let me point out um, Crosshair in the barracks. He was, um, he had some conflicts right there. Yeah, his face, his scowl never softened. Um, it definitely looks like he definitely looks like the most conflicted, angsty teenager I've ever seen. And I am, I'm excited to see what we get from him because if, if my assumption was correct and that he does continuously have to go in for maintenance on his chip, mm -hmm. we're going to see some wear and tear. And like that either means we lose the original crosshair and it's really sad. And like we we're coming to terms with like the body is there, but our friend is now gone mm -hmm. or he starts going a little crazy. <laughs> crazy in what way you mean uh, are you saying you mean kind of like a back and forth deal like a like he's just rendered my my assumption for what's going to happen to crosshair is he is either going to complete we're either going to completely lose the character crosshair um like the original crosshair mm -hmm. or uh no, that's my theory. It's my theory is we're going to lose him as to whether or not he just gets overwritten like a like a graphic like a, a USB stick. He like they just rewrite. He just isn't there anymore. It's just the mm -hmm. inhibitor chip or he fight. They try to do that and he fights it and he kind and he goes a little Looney Tunes. And so <laughs> he's now he now has Very no friends. Why are cross there? <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's where I'm at. Okay. Um, is that it on that scene, or do we want to touch on how Tarkin is considering or planning on wanting the Bad Batch eliminated? Unit 99 eliminated. Where did they mention that? Sorry. I believe he mentioned it with oh, uh, uh, Rampart, Admiral Vice Admiral Rampart. Oh, I must not have catched that. Uh, yeah, I believe he, they mentioned they were discussing it right before uh, they introduced the new squad. Oh, Which okay. brings me back to something that we'll, that we'll touch on at the end. So, all right, let's wrap this up on the moon. So uh, we follow Omega down the hall and... Um, this is where I get confused. She finds the, the dragon, Bally. the moon dragon's yeah. home mm -hmm. and it's just a little hut and it's super <laughs> cute. And it, they literally used dog sounds for it. They were trying real hard to like plug at your heartstrings and they, and she realize, realizes that like, He's not going to attack her. He's just freaking out. And well, he wants his toy. Yeah. So she throws 
the flashlight that, yeah. uh, that she had on her and grabs the battery and runs back. And everything turns out to be fine. Yep. And, and they go off into hyperspace. Yeah. Um, but before the episode closes out, um, Wrecker, I'm starting to really, really love Wrecker here. He builds her a room, man. At the top of the stairs. It's so good, and it's cute, <sighs> and it's like lit with, uh, like. Millennial Christmas lights and <laughs> his little bunny is in there and it's it's a really nice gesture and the curtains are nice too to try to give her some privacy and like make really make the space her own and feel like it's not a shared space um, mm. and she says never had a place of my own and <laughs> Hunter is uh, Hunter smiles at that, and Wrecker doesn't seem to have a problem with his head anymore at this point. But <laughs> I'm I have my thoughts. I've already okay. stated my thoughts. Uh, okay. So I think that uh, I think that's where they end it. I yeah, they just, it does. They yeah, just zip a- off, try to get Wrecker more food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, final thoughts and predictions? I think that now that I know that uh, what, a stand, what a strand cast is and that it's a term used inside the universe of Star Wars to explain how some characters exist, um, I fully believe that Omega might not be just be Django Fett. Uh, what do you mean? I'm thinking she could she could have some force user in her. And there was oh. only one force user that showed up. The other uh the fan theory Wait. is that Omega is Ray's mom. Oh, because Omega would be about the same age as Palpatine's strand cast slash son that was cast out. Uh, Where is that strand cast? uh, He was cast out because he's not force sensitive. And so I don't know what happened to him, but that. So he's already existing. Yes, that is. uh, That is how Ray is a Palpatine. We definitely know about the dad. We don't know about oh the boy. mom. True. You know what? I just remembered that when listening to, when watching the Rise of Skywalker, when they do the flashback with Ray's parents, uh, the mom kind of sounds a bit like Omega. See, and I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it holds, I'm yeah. not sure if it holds any water. I, I would be really happy if it did. Uh, because, uh, my theory about Omega is that Omega has a little bit of Obi-Wan. Are you saying Obi-Wan is the Force user? Yeah. But he wasn't the only Force user to go to, go to Kamino. Mm. Because we also, got, we also got Yoda, but I think we would know if she was... 
a strig a cast of Yoda. Um, we got Shakti, who's also been to Camino. I believe before she the has, end of the war. Yes, and Cypodius, Jedi Master Cypodius, before he was killed by Count Dooku, who's also been to Camino. We have a lot of options. We do. Um, but who's to say that Palpatine hasn't been to Camino? I bet he has. That'd be a little gross. Uh, if Ray <laughs> does turn out to be that daughter, uh, that's just a little bit on the gross side. Um, but I think that that is how they're going to reconcile uh, a Force user. Um, I think in the universe of Star Wars, I think they're they're treating the birth rate of force users the same way that uh, like in the same vein as like people that are born deaf mm -hmm. so that like people that are born deaf are not are very, very, very unlikely to have a deaf child. It is like astronomically more likely that a hearing couple will have a completely deaf child um, than one deaf person or even uh two completely deaf parents from birth like having a deaf child like so i think palpatine seeing those numbers is trying and loving himself too much uh is trying his best to create a force sensitive clone, clone. So you're definitely aiming for the whole Ray Palpatine slash all that stuff. I I don't know where I land on it. I I do think that uh, because from what I've read so far, from the little I've read in the rumors, uh, John Favreau plans to make Ray a Kenobi in the new Rise of Skywalker four hour recut. Um, oh, but even yeah. that scene, even that revelation, is going to be a deleted scene. So, I don't know. I seriously don't know anymore. I don't know. I'm just trying to reconcile how Omega is going to be able to use the Force. Because I assume that that is why she doesn't seem to have everybody's gifts. That, like, that I'm reading that phrase a lot. And, like, she just was able to shoot things because she got quote-unquote lucky. And she had some heightened senses. Hmm. I, yeah. I think she's a... And, uh, and in the trailer, she's using a knight sister bow, uh, which leads okay. me to believe that she is in at least like they're going to learn about the force and she might be. Oh, and she had premonitions. So mm -hmm. I, I think she's a force user. I don't think that she has all of the bad batches gifts in one. And, uh, okay. but I'm trying to find a way in my brain how that would work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, other predictions. Uh, what I mentioned earlier about Tarkin wanting the Bad Batch uh, eliminated. Do you think this is where Fennec Shand is going to come into the picture? That's going to be super cool if that's the case. I feel like it's either going to be her assigned to hunt them down. Or, heaven forbid, if Crosshair is the one to hunt them down. I assume they send Crosshair, both? and then... I would, maybe both. I would send Crosshair, and then that will give 
a good narrative point for Crosshair to have like a crisis of consciousness hunting his friends. And then he either goes crazy or he joins back up and is now running, now running with the Bad Batch. And then they all get hunted by By Shand. Shand. Hmm. That's, that's actually, um, that's a good theory right there. So, all right. Um, well, hopefully we'll learn some answers in the next episode. And I am hearing a bit more um, rumor about Vader possibly popping up in this show. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but I feel like we might get to see some Vader. Maybe not in like a badass action sequence or anything. But, I mean, Vader is around at this point. I don't think it would be impractical for them not to use Vader. But at the same time, I wouldn't be uh, upset if they didn't use Vader. Yeah, I feel like they they have so many, like, Filoni does such a good job with all the side characters that I, I, I really kind of want him to pull other things out of the hat other than just Darth Vader. Uh, I don't mind, like, cameos or, like, footprints or, like, the sound or, like, the threat of him. But if he ends up playing a major role, I, I might be disappointed. Yeah, I might be disappointed because we're so close to getting um the Kenobi show. Right. And he's going to be featured heavily in that as Vader... You know, you know, Vader and Anakin Skywalker, too. So, if we get a little glimpse of Vader, that'd be fine. Whatever happens in this first season, or the next season, I don't know. But I feel like we're going to see something. Or maybe some... Well, the reason why I brought Vader up is because we got to see some... Some of these uh, inquisitors get trained and recruited. So maybe Ooh. we see something like that. Vader training some of these inquisitors. Ooh. Because I doubt Palpatine is going to be teaching them. Because Vader, it was his right hand man, droid, man, droid, droid, man, whatever you want to call him. That's sick. but that that's that's what that's how that's what I think. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to that. All so, right. yeah, so that was The Bad Batch, Episode 3, Replacements. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at SU352Podcast, and our Patreon is under Mackenzie Oliver. Uh, please rate and review us on all your favorite podcast listening apps because that will help us in the only way that algorithms communicate. Uh, ones and zeros. Uh, we look forward to talking with you guys next week. And as Paul, as Peyton says, May the force be with you.